These are your morning announcements. The Retro Club will be meeting after school today to discuss Casper. And any student that wishes to volunteer for the Haunted House next month, please sign up in the front office. Riley and Jonesy do? You can say what? Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch. <laughs> the longest pause. I can't believe that we try to do like a little stupid ass warm up thing. Are you recording? <laughs> you never see me. Oh, record. I didn't. Hello and welcome <laughs> to the Retro Club. We're your host, Megan. Well, it was going to be John, but John's now pissed <laughs> off. We're doing vocal exercises before recording. We weren't doing vocal exercises. We were doing a thing because Megan was tripping over doing the... Uh, I couldn't say unique New York for it was some hilarious. reason. And that's an easy one for me. Irish wristwatch is like, that's a hard one. Yeah, it sounds goofy too. What was the other one? Oh, it was something about buttered biscuits or yeah. something. <laughs> buttered sausage. <laughs> Butter sausage. Yeah, oh my God. it wasn't that. I finally saw that video and it was I told haunting. you. I th- I may have already said that. I don't know. Yeah. It's Heck. a it's not even him. It's an AI uh It has to filter. be filter. Looking at it was scary. It was really <laughs> scary. Yeah. Kind of looked like um Prince Charles, you know, when he was It kinda looked like he got melted. <laughs> it was really crazy because I saw uh a video with Gary Busey shortly after that. Mm-hmm. And he is really like real thin, skinny, like scary. Thin. But you're sure that was an AI rendering of him? Yeah, because I watched the guy make the video. Okay. <laughs> scary. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Woo. It was all for, um, it's all for like this comedy show. What is going on this week? Uh, oh, we celebrated for- our we celebrated our one year. We did. Yeah, if you haven't listened to that, we did a special episode ooh, last week, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> it was our one-year anniversary so of the podcast. Yeah, it was good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the NFL's back. As I say, we finished, uh, we're finishing up our first week of football. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing a football pool again. I guess we talked our my mom into doing another football pool. I did not do that well. <laughs> I did, but I knew I would. Oh, okay. Also, the Raiders won, so okay, very happy. Aaron Rodgers already had a commish. Yeah, popped his Achilles. <laughs> I saw a video that said... A guy called um, that online. I saw a video that said uh, this year's highlights of Aaron Rodgers, and it was him running out on the first game with the American flag. Yeah. It's like, the end. Because <laughs> they played it. in New York on 9-11. Oh, did they? Yeah. Ooh. I mean, the game happened yesterday, 9-11. Oh, Lord. Giving it away that we're recording last minute, but that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> Our life is... I figured people know that we have a lot going on. We And do. we're trying to get so much done. It's insane. It's hard. But, uh, heck, I don't even know what else is going on. There's been this plenty of stuff. last week was a blur. Yeah, I found out that our uh, tickets for Indiana State women basketball got renewed, so we're... Good there. 
Women's basketball. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been a lot of good stuff that's happened this week. A lot of sport-related stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, the weather finally broke. It hasn't been insanely hot. I know. Incredibly I know. I'm looking hot. at the forecast for the next 10 days, and it's like mid-70s. We're so close so, to our vacation. I know. Shoo. Which means we're going to have to record a lot to catch up to <laughs> make sure we have stuff coming out while we're I'm not even doing that. Vacation. I'm just going to record it, and then whatever they get, they get. What? <laughs> Well, yeah, I have some. I'm not recording week of vacation. No, I'm going to record something and then they'll it'll be ready for whoever wants to listen to it. Okay. Okay. All Talking right. Talking about these mosques out in Radio Land. Yeah. I don't really have anything else going on that I know of. No, honestly, I don't, did anybody die? Jesus. <laughs> it's sad to say that. We didn't mention it the last time we were going to. Um, what's his face from. Uh, Oh my God! I'm forgetting all of it. Smash Mouth. <laughs> oh, Steve. The, I don't know his name. I just know the guy that sang All Star. Yeah, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. <laughs> Spoiler: They do yeah. stop. They stop eventually. Bob right. Barker, Rip. I think we mentioned that one already because mm-hmm. they die in threes. So we lost Smash Mouth, we lost Bob Barker, and we lost. Uh, shoot, who's the third one? Because we figured it out we're like, oh no, there's a third one coming. And, uh, no, the third one was Bob Barker. You said someone else, and I was like, you "Yeah, said, Steve, you said, the Smash Mouth lead singer." Yeah, and, and who you was said the someone third else, one? but then I was like, "Oh, Bob Barker was the third. Yeah, I know, but who's the third now? I don't know. Oh, my I can't God. remember. Meg, they die in threes. Just look out, look out. <laughs> oh my God! If I was guessing, it would be somebody that wasn't that old. I don't remember. I really don't. It's been a minute. <laughs> yeah. It, that it sucks, really man. Has. Celebrities just come and go, dude. That mm-hmm. we forgot that fast. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, it's literally been I a week. Was it, it that oh, too much to have? Aaron Rodgers' career. It just died. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, speaking of scary, awful things. Well, not awful. Hopefully not awful. This week, <laughs> we are covering a lighthearted... Yeah. Um, scary movie to kind of get us to ease us into spooky well, it's season. It's a fam- it's a family scary film. It is. It is. I, I can't even call it scary. It's a family film. Well, we'll get into it. Sure. We're covering Casper. Can you 1990- do that really high pitched? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a cat more like than anything else. Kind of. We're covering 1995's Casper. Mhm. Released May 26, 1995. What a weird release time for a movie. Mm-hmm. It's not, but it's not unheard of for ho- quote unquote holiday movies to be released not during their holiday. I guess, but what movies come out in May <laughs> ever? Well, I'm sure you're going to tell us when you get to the list of movies that it came up against. I'm actually really <laughs> disappointed. So this movie was released in 2714 theaters. That is a lot of theaters. That is... That's a that's crazy that it got that man. Well, it did have the backing of Steven Spielberg, so we got to talk I mean, about that. I think our last movie, what Back to the Future, opened up in a thousand less than that. Yeah, it was a crazy amount. Oh, I'm I'm so disappointed with this family I, I'm films. Pissed. Well, it's because family films. I don't know. Sure, it? Megan, we'll we'll go with that. No, we won't. What do you want me to say? All right, so Casper opened at number one, which really surprises me. But then I saw the list and I was like. Okay, that makes so sense. Number two was Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh. 
<laughs> Number three is Braveheart, which is Braveheart's a really good movie. And that's been coming down is my guess. Yeah. It'd been out for a while. Uh, four is Crimson Tide. That's a Disney movie? I, yeah. So I saw there were a lot of Disney that came. I wanted to put who released them. I did write some of these. Notes, you did. But I, I wanted to put who released or who was the, the production. Company? Yeah. Who was the company behind it? Because mm-hmm. I was surprised it. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't surprised. Disney kind of dominated. It had about, what, five of the Well, they had 10? a lot of... Uh, they had a lot of parent companies too mm-hmm. that released movies, uh, not under the Disney umbrella, but were Disney owned. I, yeah. Oh, I already. I won't get into it. Okay. There's two people who own everything, and surprise, those two people also own each other. So everything is yeah. owned by a single person. Yeah. Capitalism. Just... <laughs> <laughs> so Crimson Tide, then uh, Forget Paris was number five. That movie is awful. I've never even heard I don't, of that. I'm not a big Billy Crystal guy, unless he's like a side character. When mm-hmm. he's the lead in movies, ugh, it just takes me out of it. And that's the, that movie has to deal with the NBA. Oh, okay. He's, yeah, a, he's an NBA ref. Oh, okay. Johnny Mnemonic, one of the worst movies ever made. Never heard of it. Keanu. Oh, okay. Mad Love, a Disney movie? I've never even heard of that. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> and I was alive. It's a weird spring. While You Were Sleeping is a Disney movie? <laughs> I do remember that movie. That movie's awful too. I did. I told you guys. I went in and added the production company because it just kind of shook me. That also has Bill Pullman, so he was in two movies in the top ten. Good for him. Yeah, it's almost getting ready to celebrate the, his Independence Day. <laughs> oh, I know number nine very well. Tales from the Hood. Okay. <laughs> the movie's actually really, really good. And number ten was French Kiss. I had not heard of most of the top ten. French Kiss, I think that's Chris Klein. I just can't remember who the who the leading lady is. I got nothing. It's Chris Klein faking to be French. Oh, okay. <laughs> Man, what a this is a dumpy freaking top ten. <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> I've never been so disappointed. The nineties it was either red hot or just ice cold, dude. Apparently nineteen ninety five was a terrible year. <laughs> That's well, a, May that week in theaters was not a good. I have to look. I know there's got to be said one what big was Disney coming movie. Out in May, nothing apparently, nothing great. But these movies have already been out. I know that's why I'm saying nothing was really coming out in May. This it must awful. have been. Anyway, this movie's rated PG. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, and it's yeah. a family comedy. Pete. Okay, I'll give it PG. But there are some instances that may be considered scary. Sure. Or some language that's not okay. Oh, this movie's uh, an hour and 36 minutes long. Not bad. Yeah. The movie kind of... Well, we'll get into that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the synopsis for this film. Casper is a kind young ghost who peacefully haunts a mansion in Maine. Know mm-hmm. what's significant about Maine? Stephen King. Exactly. When specialist James Harvey arrives to communicate with Casper and his fellow spirits... He brings along his teenage daughter, Cat. Meow. <laughs> Casper quickly falls in love with Cat, but their budding relationship is complicated not only by his transparent state, but also by his troublemaking apparition, apparition uncles. Oh, they are his uncles, aren't they? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And their mischievous antics. Yeah, that's the whole movie. Yeah, that's a good synopsis. That's, yeah. They surmised it well. <laughs> This movie was made for $55 million. 
Yeah, I get... Well, when you think about the cast, which we'll get into, and some people... How much did they have to pay him for a quick appearance? There are three people. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. So, like, just drop a couple mil here and there so you could show their face for five seconds. Yeah, and it didn't make bad movie... Or bad movie. Bad money at the box office. $288 million. That's... It that's made its money. money. Yeah, that's yeah. that did well. And it's directed by Brad Silberling. Mm-hmm. This was his debut film. Oh, you can tell too. Oh, I. This movie has left a lasting impression on me. I didn't say it didn't. The cast: Christina Ricci. Mm-hmm. She was in well, fa- well, I think she's more famous for Adam's Family films than anything else. Yeah, but she's right. really good in Sleepy Hollow. You put now and then. Yeah, I had to because we covered yeah. it. Yellow Jackets, never watched it, and Wednesday, haven't watched it yet. I did watch some of Wednesday. I stopped because you said you wanted to watch it, and you have not watched it with me yet. I will. you got to <laughs> give me time. And I've not watched Yellow Jackets, but I don't know. It's kind of pulling me in. I may I may give it a watch. I mean, if you've ever seen Lord of the Flies, and that that's pretty much what that's Yeah, I be. had to read that in school. So did I. And I watched the black and white movie. With for whatever reason, Piggy had an accent. You know, the kid he's got <laughs> yeah. a- asthma, but when he said it, he's like, "I have asthma," and I'm like, "Who says who <laughs> says asthma?" Like th- that is what he was saying. I <laughs> promise you, that movie was so old. Anyway, go on. Bill Pullman, yep. Independence Day, which you definitely mm-hmm. Spaceballs. I always forget he's in a league of their own. Yeah, dude, Spaceballs is probably the first probably movie it. I think of with yeah. him. I forgot he was in Lake Placid. Yeah. <laughs> Devin Sawa. Mm. Uh, mm. Final Destination. Why'd you put that as his... That's not his most known film. You better chickity check yourself, You better John. chickity check yourself. If I had to bet money, it would probably be Idle Hands. I, I mean, little Giants. If you're my age, it's Little Giants. Okay. Over Look Casper. at you changing your mind. Look at you changing your mind. John, I just listed what would probably be his most notable movies. Get out of here. Yeah. Now everyone knows I wrote your Final, notes for you. <laughs> Final Destination, Little Giants, Idle Hands, Now and Then, and Wild America. Which Wild America, don't even remember. If I, but I, if I'm guessing it had him and another teen idol in it. Yeah, uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. There you go. <laughs> Malachi Pearson. Oh, Cat, he was Casper's voice. Yes, he's the voice of Casper. Mm-hmm. Whoa, he was in The Little Mermaid? Yeah. Flounder? I think so. If you look at his body of work, he's in like so many Looney Tunes things. So many. I could kind of get it from his voice. And he he's like, that's all he ever did was voice acting. He didn't do anything else. It says here he was in Full House. He Okay, that's true. Maybe he was the voice of somebody we never saw. <laughs> in um. Search of Dr. Seuss. <gasps> Ooh, that too. Oh my God, I love that movie. Sorry. That also had like a lasting impression on me. I would love to cover it one day. <laughs> oh, Kathy Moriarty from Raging Bull. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was in Kindergarten Cop. Yeah. <laughs> you can't sound surprised reading your I'm, notes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Make it that's super how, that, that's obvious. Super obvious that I uh, didn't Did not do write my, this. No. <laughs> but it makes it funner. Okay. Eric Idle, who I do know very well, he was from Monty Python, and he's from National Lampoon's European Vacation. Now who can't talk? Unique New Leave York. me alone. <laughs> you shouldn't yes. pick on people. It's a different day and age, Megan. Oh, my God. He got hit on the bike in European Vacation. Yes, and blood everywhere. Yes. Brad Garrett, who plays Fatso. He was in Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah, he's Raymond's brother. Oh, he's brother. the brother. 
Yeah. I can hear it now in the voice. Yeah. Joe Alasky, Stinky. All he did was Looney Tunes. That's all he put Oh, down. that was the Looney Tunes guy. I'm sorry. That's correct. He did Looney Tunes. And then Joe... How do you say his name? <laughs> Shoot. Look, I just kicked the mic. Um, is I it, don't know. This episode is, it, is off the rails. Joe Napoti? I, I don't want to say Nippo. <laughs> I think it's Napoti. Yeah. Okay. He played Stretch. He was in Meatballs 2, which I really like. <laughs> stuff with Rodney Dangerfield. A lot of stuff with Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> yeah. No, I My wanted goodness. to put the three uncles because they are big characters in this. There's so many more people I could have listed. I could have listed the mean girl. I could have listed the boy from class. I could have listed Cat's mom. Uh, I could have listed a, what's his face from. You could have said all the people in the mirror. Yeah, all the people, which I'll get to. Uh, the teacher in the beginning. Uh, he He's also Bueller. Bueller. What's his freaking oh, name? Um, Ben Stein. Thank you. I couldn't get Bill Nye out of my head. Close enough. Yeah, uh, you also forgetting a really good one. Who am I forgetting? He was a director of one of the worst movies ever. Dan Aykroyd. Yes. <laughs> John, you gotta, you gotta leave nothing but trouble alone. <laughs> Jesus. I can't. I, I'm so... Oh my God. I can't believe that's on our catalog. And it's all your fault. I'm glad. I'm glad it's there. Because you're still talking about it. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) It's like that and Caddyshack 2 for when I talk about Dan Aykroyd. Oh, my God. I'm so... I can't believe you did this. Do you want to talk about these scenes or not? Yeah. Top five. You go first. Okay. I'm starting off strong. When Kerrigan dies. That is... That is some justice. (laughs) Look. All right. So, Kerrigan's the... The crazy woman who's inherited Whipstaff Manor. Story, yeah. yeah, she's inherited from her dad, who he died, and I don't know. He, she's a piece of crap. She inherits this house. She doesn't want it. She thinks it's a piece of junk until she finds out that there's some treasure hidden treasure. in the house. Um, because when she throws all the papers in the fire, mm-hmm. it like shows a hidden message. Yeah, like invisible ink. Yeah, and it had a poem on it that's like, uh, treasure does whip staff hold or something. I don't know. Anyway, so she's all excited now, but she has to get the house cleansed. And she's mean to everybody. Like, she's mean to the um, the priest who comes and tries to bless the house <laughs> yeah. and everything. So when she dies, mwah. And the thing, it was scary, though. As a kid, watching that as a kid, when she steps out of the car. And falls to her death. the cliff, I can hear her scream in my head. And it's like. It scared me. It scared me a lot. It was funny. <laughs> was it? Yeah, when she just took the plunge. That was that was Looney Tune-esque. She was like, even that was mad. Wiley Coyote-esque. She was mad about the wreck. She wrecked into a tree and had to push the freaking um <laughs> She was trying to chase the boy with the vehicle. She was. She was trying to kill Dibs. Yeah. God. They just that they were really awkward. Yeah, when she died, it felt good. I put, for my first one, I put Ghost Dad, not with Bill Cosby. The, what? Bill the, Cosby? Yeah, the movie Ghost Dad. Oh, I did not know that was a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. I thought you said Bill one. Cosby on accident. No, I, I put Ghost Dad. That was my uh, first scene. When okay. the dad uh, gets drunk and kills himself. On accident. On accident. A lot of that accidental deaths going on in the, this movie. Him acc- being an accidental ghost was awful. The animation looked terrible and he was still wearing a cardigan. You know what? For a PG movie... There's like a a good body count in this. I think it's four. There really is. <laughs> I think the body count's four. Yeah. 
How come the like what were their name? Nutso, Fatso, and S- Fatso, Stinky, and Stretch. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I think I got them mixed Nutso? up. The Mar- <laughs> yeah, I think I got them mixed up with like the Marx Brothers or something. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I can't wait for you to ask what you're going to ask. Go ahead. Leave me alone. Like, why can't I finish my my part? Because I think I know what you're going to ask, and I had this thought, but go ahead and ask it. Yeah. How come the people that die, like the dad and what was her name, Kerrigan? Kerrigan. And what was Kerrigan's buddy's name? Dibs. Dibs. How come they die? They still look like themselves. Themselves. And the other ghosts look like blob ghosts. Yeah. Like Casper has that gigantic head. They've forgotten themselves. They can't remember their, they can't remember their past. They can't remember what their unfinished business is, which is why they're still there. But they know they have. No, it was a really good, John, I thought that was really smart of me. When I listen said, to me. oh my gosh, listen to this, say, say it again. I, I thought it was very smart of me. When I, I thought it was very smart of me. When I came, when I just like made that realization, cause I was thinking to myself too, you brought up, you said, why is he still wearing that stupid cardigan? And I said, oh my God, it's because he just died. So he's still fresh. He has most of his memories, but he immediately starts forgetting stuff because then she says, it's me, Kat, your daughter. The one thing you should remember, and he's having trouble remembering her. Okay, Or when Kerrigan dies and immediately forgets what the second step was. All she knows is she has the treasure and she's like, well, that was it. And it's like, no, you wanted to get in the treasure. You didn't just want the treasure. And so they trick her into thinking she has no unfinished Unfinished business. business. Yeah. Oh, Megan. John, it was, I was feeling very good about that. I can tell you stroking your own ego. Oh my God. (laughs) Slow stroking. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Over there listening to Billy Squire. It's sting. (laughs) (laughs) The stroke? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Whatever. I was feeling real good about that. And you just like brought me down hard. I did not. It's okay. You can go on. I just couldn't believe that they kept the data in a cardigan. I really couldn't. And he, he forgot the, his daughter, but couldn't forget the cardigan. Right. <laughs> he so like bad. he still had the glasses and the <laughs> and the really nice hair. Nice hair. He had nineties hair. Yeah, it was very nice. He had very nice nineties hair. Okay. Are you just mad because he had a lot of hair? I don't know. <laughs> there, Pullman. doesn't it hurt? <laughs> I guess. I'm not the one over there stroking my own ego. Do you want to hear my second scene? Oh, man, we aren't even at the second scene yet. No, we're not. Go ahead. (sighs) The kitchen (laughs) scene. I can't believe I'm bringing this up before you, but I'm bringing up the kitchen scene. Food. Okay. It's when. Why are you taking a shot at me? (laughs) Because you were really mean to me a minute ago. Oh, but Um, dude, I on purpose didn't bring up anything about food on this because you always do that to me. Well, I'm doing it. They go to the kitchen. And well, Kat does and Casper's there and makes her breakfast, which it doesn't make sense to me why he can touch certain, like touch some things, but not other things. Like he can't touch her, but he can, mm-hmm. he can strain the orange juice and get the pulp out with his hand and then chuck That was it pretty cool. <laughs> uh, he Except can pick he, up the plates and carry it to her. Mm-hmm. He can flip pancakes. Mm-hmm. Oh, he could whip eggs. Yeah. He turned his hand into a little whisk. Yeah. Did you know? Cat Paul. This was part of my trivia, but I took it out. It was just a little thing, so I'll go ahead and throw it out there now. Did you know that the food, the pancakes, he sits in front of them? Mm-hmm. That's not real food. That is CGI. 
The, the pan- pancakes didn't even look good, so I'm glad. Yeah, the pancakes weren't real. There was no food on those plates. Huh. And also when they did their talking, when they had to talk to the ghost, obviously, they didn't yeah. have anyone They're like in a green suit. Uh, tennis ball. Tennis ball and fishing lines. So they had something like a central yeah, point to look to at. to talk to. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Crazy. Very. Still cost $55 million to make this movie. <laughs> For people to talk to a tennis ball. <laughs> to talk to tennis balls, yeah. And, man. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> then, then the uncles. Like the Lord of the Rings movies. And also, I, I'm, I'm just going to give you trivia throughout because there's so much trivia. I couldn't fit it all in, but I'm going to fit in here now. That was also one of the first scenes filmed in the movie was the kitchen scene. So if you notice, the uncles... It looks like it would have been really hard to film that. The uncles and Casper look more solid, like mm-hmm. they're more white. And throughout the rest of the movie, they're more transparent because that was the first scene filmed. And then they like made some tweaks. And just didn't touch that scene. Did not touch that scene. No. Yeah, because you can definitely tell it's very apparent, not transparent. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I like the kitchen scene just because he makes a big old breakfast. And then the uncles come in and you get to, because the movie starts out, you're worried because you're like, oh my God, they're moving in this haunted house. And then when the uncles show up, it is scary for a second. But then that next morning when the sun's out and mm-hmm. they're still, the ghosts are still hanging out. It's like, oh, it's not that scary. It's just <laughs> annoying because now you have these uncles who are just Dicks. causing trouble. Yeah. And Kat even tells them, she's like, you guys are awful. And they're like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they get sucked into a vacuum and all kinds of stuff. It's it's silly. It's fun. Come on. This is a good movie. <laughs> it's, it's a fun movie. All right. Keep going. My next scene was the long fall. That whole scene is really fun. Uh, it's all over that uh, primordial like ooze. Oh, the juice, the Lazarus yeah, juice, the Lazarus uh, red Kool Aid. Yeah, yeah. There becomes a scene where they realize this is the thing you can use if you die, so mm-hmm. you get a second chance. Mm-hmm. Why they tried to just take it and not try to do anything else with it was beyond me. Who's they? Are you talking about like Kerrigan and Dibs? Yes. Or are you ta- okay. Like I understand Casper maybe trying for a second chance. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, obviously they use it to help the dad out. Yeah. Because his dumb ass had to fall into Get the abyss. Get drunk and die. Yeah. <sighs> but <laughs> that scene leading up to it where she just goes out of the car, I laughed really hard at that. <laughs> yeah. She just <laughs> fell to her death. <laughs> and that's the oh, best way I can describe it. have the Kerrigan death in here. I didn't realize yeah. that's what you meant. Okay. Yeah, long fall. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was it, it. Was so Looney Tunes esque to me, man. I get, every time I ever saw the like Wiley e. Coyote, mm-hmm. I just thought about that. <laughs> this chick just felt her death. <laughs> then her ghost, man. Her ghost was even an asshole. Oh, she was. She was super jerk. And what's the first thing she says? The bitch is back. There's a lot of cussing in this in this kid movie. Yeah, we did. We were counting it, and I'm like, dang, they like they say the b word like two or three times. Mm-hmm. Um. She tells the ghost to piss off. She does, yeah. And then uh, they say, like, what the hell are you doing, like, twice or something. Yeah, I yeah. think we count, like, six or seven cuss words. And that's why I was like, dang. Also, we have a four, a body count of four, and they still slapped a PG on this? We assume four, because you have Kerrigan, you have Cat's dad, you have, we assume Dibs. He kind of got thrown into <laughs> the atmosphere, and you never see him again. I that just was assume crazy, yeah. he died. Um and then the fourth one is probably the priest who got his head turned to 180. Yeah, he's... 
more than likely he's dead. Feeling he didn't survive. Yeah, even though he a dead man. walked out with his head turned the wrong way. Still Whatever, talking too. Yeah, piece of cake. <laughs> <laughs> Crumb cake. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm also like giving away a lot of my honorable mentions. It's fine. My next scene, my third scene, is going to be when Casper takes Cat to the lighthouse. So that was a good scene. Yeah, I almost, I almost put that on there. He ends up dragging her out the window, and see, he can touch her at this point. He can touch her, mm-hmm. uh, except like only for a second, and then he accidentally drops her, and she almost <laughs> dies on like the rocks below yeah, Whipstaff. Because grabs wh- her by her foot. Yeah, Whipstaff is. Uh, like right off the water. I don't know if it's the ocean. Well, it's Maine, so it could be the I would ocean guess or it's something. Off, right off the water. So, uh, yeah, she Castle almost Rock. falls to her death, and they um, he grabs her by her foot and <laughs> carries her out to this lighthouse. But then it's Which really sweet out there. Yeah, it it is. But he says, you know, he has a really sad moment where he talks about, you know, he goes out there every night, and she asks him like. What's he remember and all yeah, that? Yeah, what what did you like? What was your favorite game, your favorite music? Your and he's like, <laughs> I don't remember anything. I just and we do get a little backstory. Um that Casper's last name was McFadden mm-hmm. and that he did die of pneumonia. So he does Very know sad. he does start to remember things. Cause he finds that's gonna be another I'll, I'll save that. That's an honorable mention. Yeah. But yeah, that that scene where it's it's just really sad where she's like, you just really don't remember anything. And he's like, no. And he's okay with it. Like, he just, <laughs> you can't be sad about something you don't, you know, remember missing. Right. It, that scene was, that scene was really good. I really like where they're talking about not just his childhood, but what it's like living in the house and living around the area. Mm-hmm. Cause then Casper's talking about, you know, it's really hard cause all he can do is go places, but it's hard because he also can't be seen. Right. Cause he does travel to Kerrigan's School. bed and breakfast. No, Kerrigan. Oh, the bed and breakfast. That's right. He goes through the telephone lines. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. All right. My next scene was from the Halloween party. It was uh, it was actually a really good scene. I almost made it number one. I yeah. probably should have, but uh, Casper gets his second chance, so he gets like this Cinderella treatment where he gets to be human. Yeah. Until ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you get this like little wait for the reveal of what Casper's going to look like, and it's Devin Sawa. Yeah, that you wait until she's got her arms around him, getting ready to dance, and the camera turns. And there he is. It's Devin Sawa. <laughs> I remember seeing that when I was a kid. I was like, what is Junior doing in this movie? I don't think you know what it did to young Megan. <laughs> <laughs> I truly feel like this may have been a sexual awakening. <laughs> wow. Do with that information what you will. John, everyone's got one. Come on. Christina Ritchie, was a, he, she was a crush. Mm-hmm. I have no... <laughs> what? I, I just can't. I can't. I can't. And the thing is, uh, he was so cute when I was young. <laughs> at that Sawa? age, at that like seeing him at that age. 
watching it again as an adult, I was like, oh my God, he still has like baby fat in his cheeks and he's such a child. And then you see Devin Sawa now and you're fine with it. Oh yeah, it is fine. We're fine now. <laughs> mm, snail trails everywhere. Oh my gosh. No, it, it it was embarrassing. Like when they did the big reveal, I was expecting like super attractive Devin Sawa like I remember when I was 10. And mm-hmm. then it turned around. I said, oh, he is a child. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's why I can't say stuff like that about like Christina Ricci and stuff. It's because when you're a kid, you're just like. No, I mean. You still have like that, like that little crush. But then you're like, man, I'm in my late 30s talking about a girl that's supposed to be 12. I, I know. it. I know. And that, I think that was my, how I kind of, I don't know. I had this realization watching it where. I was afraid. I'm like, oh my God, am I going to watch this as a 30 year old and still think he's cute? And I said, oh no, he's not. (laughs) He's cute as like, I want to pat him on the head. (laughs) Like he's a little kid cute. Like, hey, um, yeah. Yeah. Because I remember in school when little giants came out, like girls loved Devin Sawa. Yeah. I liked him in little giants. I liked him in now and then. Devin Sawa. And you know what? Final Destination, we all go through, you know, a rough time. And then he yeah. came out on top. Here he is today. Yeah, he's he looks great. He looked good in uh, New Chucky. He wasn't a New Chucky. Mm-hmm. Even Which though... I'm glad that we didn't Yeah, even though that was dirt garbage, but yeah. <laughs> whatever. What was your next scene? Ooh, oh, I guess it is mine. I'm sorry. Did I hijack yours? No, I, I was I talking about Devin bit. Sawa. I mean... <laughs> You you had to hijack that. I can't be like, oh, Devin Sawa. He's so cute. I know he's so cute. <laughs> um, I'm gonna his, go. His, his middle part too, man. That was the most '90s haircut. I could see what drove you wild about that, dude. I was embarrassed when the camera turned around because I was like, <laughs> after I told you that this was a moment for me as a child when I saw this and was, just and then like, him wearing pirate boots to beat and all that. God, and he's hunched over. Like, he doesn't even know how to dance. <laughs> he was a good right. dancer. He said that. Told you I was a good dancer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, my next scene was the Lazarus. The big reveal to get to the Lazarus, I guess I should oh, say. Oh, so I like that scene a lot, too. When they take her, like, on the... He puts her in the chair, and she gets to go through the whole little roller coaster of... Mm-hmm. It's... um. Casper's dad was an inventor and he made this contraption that took him down into this lab and it was called like the back. It was called the up and Adam machine, I think Mm -hmm. is what it was called because it would do a shave and brush his teeth and put his bow tie on him. Yeah, it was nuts. It was weird, but it was cool. I think it was cool that it you could tell it was aged because it wasn't anything new that it was doing right. or um, up to date because you still find brushing out, teeth and shaving cream and stuff like that. Yeah. But. Cause Casper had been there. Yeah. We don't use those things anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no. I get what you're saying. Megan. No, I'm just talking about how the stuff looked, looked really old. Cause when you think about, it, I think they said Casper had died a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the 1890s. Yeah, so all that stuff is from the 1800s. It's from the yeah. late 1800s. And yeah, I think it did a good job. And of, of course, the big reveal of the Lazarus machine was like, that room is crazy. Yeah, I was really a fan of how they got it to come out of the water and all that. Mm-hmm. That was a really good, that's a really good scene. Yeah. It gave me Batman vibes real bad. Yeah. <laughs> all right, 
what's your last scene? Not my last scene. Your fourth scene. <laughs> the train chair. Is that what I just talked about? Yeah. I really like when Eric Idle, uh, when they sneak uh, into there too, and it's going down. Because there's this part where uh, there's like these razors to cut to like shave your face, <laughs> and he starts cr- like karate chopping at him. <laughs> that was really funny. Right, because when Christina Ricci goes down it, it's fun, and her and Casper mm-hmm. are having, well, kind of fun. <laughs> but when Dibs and Kerrigan go down <laughs> It's it. violent. <laughs> it, oh. With his bandage wrapped hands from where he burned them in the yeah. beginning. <laughs> and set them on fire oh, while God. they were bandaged. No, that's a that's a that's a good scene. I really like. I think we watched a lot of movies where there's like inventions. Yes, why we're big fans of that. Why was this a big thing? Are there still movies being made about people who are like inventors and stuff? That sounds so stupid and so ignorant, you guys. But I'm like very obvious, like over the top invent, like this, like in Gremlins, I don't think so. like Back to the Future, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. I don't think so. I, like, the, the only thing I could think of would be like a video game movie. <laughs> like, yeah. Ready Player One's like the closest that we would get to that. Yeah, and live action Beauty and the Beast doesn't count because I know her dad was an inventor, but. Yeah, and that's just a rehash of a, another movie. Yeah. No, I think this is it. Yeah, I can't really think of anything. That's crazy else. to me, too, because there were a ton of movies that featured that. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand what the, uh, honey, I shrunk the kids. We haven't covered that, but that's a big one. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of inventions. He mm-hmm. literally shanked those kids. He did. Mm-hmm. Rick Moranis. <laughs> <laughs> no, this scene, I really like that they used the roller coaster thing, because that reminded me a lot of Goonies for some reason, and Indiana Jones. Okay, I could see it. But then realizing that the freaking movie was made by Amblin, which is Steven Spielberg's company, which I wanted mm-hmm. to bring it back to that, it made a ton of sense to me. Yeah. But then I noticed that a lot of this movie felt like it was just made by somebody that didn't know how to do movies. Like, mm-hmm. you can tell that about this movie in a lot of ways. Scenes jump way too quick in this movie. Um, I get I don't know. But with kids' movies, I feel like you got to move fast. Like, you can't... I understand I don't this necessarily think that. Like, tweens, tweens to teens, maybe, when it came out. Um. I feel like it's hard to keep kids' attentions. Like, attention. Things have to move quickly. Maybe. Personally, I think that. But I think that about freaking Marvel movies. It's been a while since I've crapped on a Marvel movie. I don't remember which one it was I went to see oh in God. theaters. When was the last one we saw? Well, I don't even... It wasn't even the last one. There was one we went to see, and it just immediately opens with, like, a fight scene, this big epic fight scene, and it just never stopped for, like, two and a half hours. It was just explosions and fighting, and and I was oh, just like, Oh, yeah. My head It's just hurt. keeping people's... Yeah. It, your attention span's just being wound down. I said, dude, we just jumped in the middle of something that I didn't care about in the first place. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think we'd end up spinning off into comic book movies because technically Casper is also a comic book. It is. Yes, I'll (laughs) I'll get into that. Yeah, I hope you do. My last scene. Mm -hmm. I. I had to do it. I had to. My last scene is the dance scene at the the party. Where Casper comes down. But the thing is, Cat does not know that it's Casper yet. He gets his Cinderella moment. Yeah, and all these girls are like looking at him too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, he approaches her, takes her hand. She asks no questions, which same girl, honestly, like (laughs) (laughs) she asks zero questions. And she's also wearing is I think she's isn't his mom's wedding dress or just his mom's dress or something. I think it's it's something of his mom's. Yeah, it's just this lacy white dress. And then he's in his normal garb, which everyone thinks is a costume, but it's Mm -hmm. just he's from the 1800s. So that's what he's wearing. And he takes her hand and he takes her on the dance floor and they start dancing and then they start levitating and she freaks (laughs) out and like grabs onto him and he tells her, and that's when she realizes who he is because he says, I told you I was a good dancer. And then he whispers (laughs) in her ear, can I keep you? Which is what he whispered to her when she was falling asleep. And I was just like, melt. (laughs) It was a cute scene. It was. Now it's precious. But then I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, just when he whispers the can I keep you thing. Ah, young love. <laughs> no, I definitely I but definitely get what people would have saw in the movie. I mean, I, I liked the movie a lot growing up, too. I thought it was a good movie. He just didn't get a lot of time to be a human. I didn't think that was fair when she when Kat's mom was like 10 o'clock. You get to only get to be human till 10 o'clock. And so I know. And Cinderella got till midnight. Mm-hmm. He even tried to barter. Shitty. He's like 1030. She said no. <laughs> and yeah, so they, they do end up getting their kiss right as the clock strikes 10. And mm-hmm. then he goes back to being a ghost. And then we just like pretend it never happened, I guess. <laughs> like, I don't know. I got to get into that part okay, too. Because that part you. really pissed me off. I'll leave it there because it was sweet. But then right when she kisses him is when he turns back into a ghost. And you're just like, oh, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll get into that after my last scene. Like you, like it wasn't going to be a magic kiss that kept him human or something. It just and nope. Honestly, it'd been forever since I'd seen this movie, mm-hmm. so I forgot so many things about it. But I definitely remembered that the dad became a ghost. <laughs> All right, what's your last scene? My last scene was um, we get a Ghostbuster. We yeah. get Dan Aykroyd with a mustache. <laughs> yeah. Which is the last time he shows up as a Ghostbuster until Afterlife. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Which is like, was it tw- um, almost 30 years? Yeah. That's, Something ridiculous. Yeah, and a crazy amount of time. He just has like the quickest cameo where, as Ray stands. Call someone else. <laughs> no, he says, yeah, who are you going to call? Someone else. <laughs> <laughs> he runs out, it's right after the um, the priest. The priest tries yes. to bless the house. And then all of a sudden, Dan Aykroyd comes running out in his Ghostbuster garb. <laughs> Which I thought was a really cool thing. Even as a kid, I remember seeing that and I was like, I was like, man, Dan Aykroyd must have like nothing going on. No, he was the last, uh, he was the only Ghostbuster to show up by himself, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's technically been a Ghostbuster more, more than times. anybody else. Mm-hmm. That's why I was going to say, yeah, like no one else has appeared as a Ghostbuster. Correct. Since the the franchise. Right. And honestly, when I think of the Ghostbusters now, like I know a lot of people will say Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. To me, I've always thought of Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. It was his idea too. People forget that. Even Harold Ramis. I mean, just because. Oh, yeah. But nobody thinks of. Ernie. <laughs> no. So I think a, I think a big part of that too is that part wasn't written for him. Yeah, it felt slapped in. Yeah. Like he doesn't get a whole lot of lines. 
And then the line he gets is like shit that'll turn you white. Oh my god! I mean, god. come on, man. <gasps> even, even for then. Oh lord. Okay, some honorable mentions. We keep talking about Cat's mom. Cat's mm-hmm. mom does come back, but she makes it very clear. She says she is not a ghost. She is an angel because mm-hmm. she had no unfinished business. And she, she tells just passed on. She has a very um, touching moment with Doctor Harvey, with James Harvey, where. You know, he's telling her, like, I just, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know what I'm doing. And she's like, nobody knows what they're doing. You just go with emotions. And, but she tells him, he asks if she's a ghost. And she said, no, you and Kat love me enough on when I was here that I had no unfinished business. And it's like, oh. And it's also like this scene because the whole premise of the movie is Dr. Harvey comes to this house because he's trying to exercise the house and tell mm-hmm. these ghosts it's time to pass on. But you find out later he's been hunting for his, his wife. wife. Yeah. That's been his real intention. Yes. He's been searching for her. And um, now his wife finally tells him, stop looking. Yes. For me. It's time to let her go. Mm-hmm. He's how can he live when he can't move forward? He keeps going back. That's still gotta be hard though. Just to see her that one last time. Yeah. But he got his last, he got his last goodbye. I get, and you know, he got closure. She's saying like, I'm fine. You don't yeah, need to look for me. She's in a good place. Me. She wants him to be happy. She needs the daughter to be happy. Like the last 15 of the last 10 minutes of the last 15 minutes of the movie. Okay. So minus the last five minutes, of the movie, not even five, two minutes of the movie. Besides the last two minutes of the movie, it is very touching. It, it sucks that Kat never got to see her mom. Yeah. But but Kat says in the very beginning of the movie when her dad is obviously going place to place, dragging his daughter around looking for his wife, she's like, Dad, mom's not a ghost. And Kat knew. She's like, Mom's moved on. If she were real, if she were a ghost, don't you think she would have come looking for us by now? Yeah, like they're the ones hunting her. She's not hunting them. Mm-hmm. So I think it's sad that Kat I didn't make that get sound to see so her. Bad. No, no. I think it's sad that Kat didn't get to see her, but Kat had already made peace with the fact that her mom was gone. Yeah. So you didn't need that part of the story. Mm-hmm. The dad's the one that needed closure. Yeah. And then, you, so you get the moment between the dad and his wife with Har- uh, James Harvey and his wife. You get the moment between Cat um, and Casper where he's human and they're all sharing these really touching, sweet moments and then when Casper turns back into a ghost, that dissolved that last two minutes. Of <laughs> it ruined the movie because then it just became all these people seeing a ghost and running out of the house. A silly kids movie. And again. then it turns into like, I don't know. Scooby-Doo style. Not even Scooby-Doo style because the Scooby-Doo movies didn't end that bad. <laughs> no, I'm saying like with the whole whoop, whoop, whoop. Like they get up on their feet oh, and run in gosh. the air and yeah. run out. Hairs. Yeah, well, like with the kid flipped over the banister and all that. I'm like, come on. <laughs> I dumped all over that one. I was like, you couldn't end the movie better than that. Then they get into like a rendition of Casper, Casper the, the Friendly, friendly ghost. ghost. Well, and the fact that Cat and Casper just shared a very sweet moment. And now that he's a ghost again, they're just going to pretend just how like... the movie ends. They just pretend like it didn't happen. They start dancing. <laughs> At, like silly dancing with her dad. Yeah. <laughs> like that's just how the movie ends. And the uncles are cool again, I guess. Like, they're playing. Yeah, they're wearing, like, fake mustaches and stuff like that. They're playing Got Jerry curls. Yeah, it's just it's bad. They're just letting that soul glow. 
Oh my God. Yeah. Well, that's what we should have covered. Coming to America. Yes. <laughs> that movie's an all timer. Oh man. Did you have any other honorable mentions? I know I talked about the priest getting his head just backwards. Oh, any other honorable mentions? I, Oh, I really like this. The, the school setting was really nice. Yeah. Casper sneaks in, ties it all their shoes. Just look, it looks so, it looks nineties. It does. Yeah. Like, you get to meet some of the other kids. Like there was the kid from Mighty Ducks. Yeah, we didn't even talk about the mean girl and mm-hmm. the guy that she sets up to play a prank on Cat. Yeah, then it turns out that he's just a doof. Yeah, pretty much. And I was really disappointed. And I was like, oh, <clears throat> you played like a charming kid in Mighty Ducks. Now you're just, I get this really terrible side character. <laughs> yeah. But. That's that'd be my one honorable mention. All right. How about some trivia? I'm ready. Okay. There has to be a ton for this movie because this movie Oh yeah. was made by a big studio. I pulled what I thought was interesting. There was so much. And I, I just kinda picked it and choose. It still so. blows my mind that this was made by Universal, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> does it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is the first feature film to have a fully computer-generated visual effects character in a leading role. I guess that is true. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to run it up against, I guess. I was going to say Flubber, but I was like, I forgot that Robin Williams was the actual lead in that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Flubber came after the fact. Wasn't it like yeah, it 2000? Came out after. Or no, it was like 90. I think it was like 96, maybe even 95. Okay. The town of Friendship, Maine is mm-hmm. the name of a real village in mid-coast Maine near Camden and Rockport where scenes from the movie were filmed. Nice. Mm-hmm. So they really did film it in Maine. It's beautiful. Oh. So you get a lot of sky shots in this movie. Yeah. All right. So in the mirror scene, Dr. Harvey, um, he's going through the transformations where he's cleaning his face off after he first meets the ghost. I didn't bring that up. I should have brought that up as an honorable mention. Yeah, I forgot about that. He morphs into... Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood, Rodney Dangerfield, and... Mel Gibson. uh, Mel Gibson. And at some point, the Crypt Keeper. And the Crypt Keeper, yes. Mm -hmm. But there was going to be a fourth transformation in that mirror scene. A fifth one? Fifth. Well, because he does the Crypt Keeper later, I thought. I don't know. Anyway, there was going to be a fifth cameo Uh of Steven Spielberg. Huh. Except he probably doesn't know what Steven Spielberg looks like, so. Well, he filmed it, and then it was cut for pacing reasons, and Spielberg later said he was relieved because he feels like he is a terrible actor, (laughs) even (laughs) though he just had to look in the mirror. (laughs) Okay, so James and Cat Harvey are named after... Harvey Comics, which is the longtime publisher of Casper the Friendly Ghost. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. The house that was used for Whip Staff Manor was also used, and if you don't know this one, this I had to find it and include it. Do you know why the Whip Staff Manor looks familiar? I was wondering that throughout the whole movie. I thought it was House on Haunted Hill, but I'm, I know that's not right. No. It's a music video. A music video I know? <laughs> Uh, yeah, you better know it. The house used for Whipstaff Manor was also used to film scenes for Backstreet Boys, Everybody, Backstreet's Back. Most notably is the ballroom dance sequence from the music video with the staircase and the spiral floor. Yeah. I had to include that one. (laughs) 
All right. So the breakfast scene, I already told you this one. It was the first scene animated, which is why Casper and his uncles. They're very white. Look more solid. <laughs> That's what uh, we're going to call And the, it. yeah, the pancakes that he served them were completely animated and not on set. So oh. weird. Why would you save money on that? <laughs> Just make some freaking pancakes. No dang. doubt. Okay. So Devin Sawa. Mm-hmm. Mm. He said in a 2016 interview that people ask him all the time if he ever uses Casper's line, can I keep you as a pickup line? (laughs) Please tell me he said yes. No, he doesn't. He replied, quote, I haven't said those words since I shot Casper. Never, never. I'm very shy about stuff like that. So I don't think I could ever muster up the courage to use that as a pickup line. But I get it at least once a day, at least, especially on Twitter or someone (laughs) will tweet me the video like I haven't seen it. It's cute. (laughs) I like Devin Sawa. He posts on uh, Twitter or X or whatever the hell it's called now. Yeah, yeah. Every once in a blue moon. Uh, He posted a bunch of memorabilia from the movies he's done Mm -hmm. in the 90s. And he had these uh, on-set shirts from uh, Little Giants. And then he had a bunch of stuff from when he filmed Casper. Oh, yeah. And people would not stop flooding (laughs) that with requests to buy it. You know, people ask him... And in theory, they're like, oh, I bet that's a great pickup line. Can I keep you? But can you imagine him as this grown man now saying that to a woman? <laughs> Especially if you grew up with him as like a crush. I mean, okay. If you if you got the reference and if it were in the right situation, it could be cute. See? But it could also be weird. <laughs> I guess it just depends on what kind of Devin Sawa you're looking for. I'm just looking. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all? okay so it's implied in uh james harvey's possession scene back to the mirror Mm -hmm. that the three ghost uncles uh the cameos represent the three uncles that's the that's what they're implying with that scene they the three people they show match the personalities of each uncle when they were alive so they're saying stretch the long dude was Mm -hmm. clint eastwood Fatso was Dangerfield. Obviously. And Stinky, the one that burped, was Mel Gibson. Gibson. Mel Gibson from Die Hard and from Braveheart. That is correct. I said Die Hard, Lethal Weapon. I didn't even correct you. Yeah. (laughs) Use Mad Max. Oh, here we go. Here's another uh, cameo that didn't make it. It was filmed. It was cut. There was a scene filmed with Zelda Rubenstein shooting out of a chimney and shouting, (laughs) go towards the light, reprising her role from Poltergeist. But it was cut. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. This house is clean. Uh, once Kerrigan gets her hands on the treasure, treasure, she seems to forget the second part of her and Dibs's plan. Mm-hmm. Much like Casper and his uncles, it can be reason that she was slowly forgetting what her unfinished business was, which is what I said earlier. I know. All right. So this is funny. In the director. Pat yourself on the back. <laughs> huh? Had to pat yourself <clears throat> on the back. In the director's commentary, <laughs> Brad Silberling, the director. I just said that. Recall that the production team needed a young actor as Casper in human form for the Halloween dance on a short notice. They had to like, they got this last minute. He knew that from the moment, he knew for that moment where Kat and Casper reunite at the dance needed to feel genuine. Mm -hmm. So he wanted an actor who would elicit a strong reaction from Christina Ricci. 
So he brought her along to the audition process and the casting process. So Seal, Seal, how do you say his name? Silberling discovered Devin Sawa's picture and contacted him. And when Richie and Sawa met on set, Richie was blushing and giggling so much in his presence that he (laughs) knew he had found the perfect actor for the part. That's fun. Yeah. But wait, they ended up in Now and Then together. Same year. I think it was the same year, yeah. Yeah. And then Little Giants came out. Before that. And she wasn't in Little Giants. Oh, that's that's right. I'm sorry. So, yeah. Look at that. Wow. Uh, Casper is an ancient Semitic word for treasure. Casper is an unknowing guardian of his father's Lazarus machine Mm -hmm. and a treasure hidden within Whipstaff turns out to be a gift from his father. Yeah. Can we ruin what the gift was? Yeah. It was a baseball mitt and a, and a ball. Yeah. Signed by his favorite player. Yeah. It was signed by, oh shoot. Shoot. I just forgot to. (laughs) Uh, Very famous baseball player though. For the Dodgers. Mm Mm-hmm. Shoot, I don't know. It'll come back to me. All right, so coming back. Would you like to know some actors who were offered the role of Dr. James Harvey but declined? Ooh, that'll be fun. Can mm-hmm. I guess one? I, sure. There's Actually, a I'm lot. A, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna guess two. Okay, there's a lot. Okay, but can I guess two? <laughs> I guess is one Tom Hanks. Yes. Oh, and is the other one uh, Rob Williams? Uh. Mm, yes. Oh my! If it's the '90s, baby, you can guarantee one of those two are were offered. Okay, so here are where people considered for the role. Mm-hmm. Okay, first we're going to go through consideration: Rick Moranis, Steve Martin, Alec Baldwin, Michael Keaton, Martin Short, Chevy Chase, Phil Hartman, Bruce Willis, John Levitz. Those are all better options than Bill Pullman. Those were considered. Now, here are the people who were offered but declined. John Ritter, Tom Hanks, Dennis Quaid, John Travolta, Hugh Grant, Kurt Russell, Robin Williams, Jim Carrey, and Tim Allen. They were offered it and turned it down. Oh, my God. (laughs) I would have liked to gotten anybody but Bill Pullman. Really? Yes. <laughs> I. You want to know who? Out of those people, who would you have wanted to see? I know I listed John a lot. Ritter. John Ritter, really? He I, was the perfect dad character in any movie. Do you ever watch Problem Child? Unfortunately. See. <laughs> okay, and then I've got two more characters who were also. These were people who were considered to play. Yes. I was going <laughs> to guess a third person. My third person I was going to guess was going to be Jim Carrey. If it was the '90s, those were like the top three for any movie. I would have guessed them for any movie. All right. So these are the people I want to get through these last two. These were people who were considered to play Kerrigan. And her last name was Crittenden. Awful name. Can I guess one? Oh my God, John. There's so many. I know, but can I guess one? (laughs) I guess. Is one of them Demi Moore? Let me look really (laughs) quick. You've got to be kidding me right now. No. Okay. Then give me. God damn. Okay. I've got Sigourney Weaver. Debbie Mazar, Michelle Pfeiffer, Sandra Bullock, Nicole Kidman, Famke, Famke Jansen. Uh, I'd have to see her. Oh my God. Isn't that the chick from Waterboy? The girlfriend? I think so. Maybe. Kelly. Faruka? No, F-A-M-K-E. 
No, because I think that girl's name is Faruka. Okay. Kelly Preston, Leah Thompson, Stockard Channing, Gina Davis, Tilda Swinton, Elizabeth Perkins, Fran Drescher, Jamie Lee Curtis, Heather Locklear, Jennifer Tilly, Renee Russo, Terry Hatcher, Glenn Close, Kathy Najimi, Carrie Fisher, Rebecca D. Mornay, Rebecca D. Mornay, Jennifer Jason Lee, mm-hmm. Miranda Richardson, Sharon Lawrence, Elizabeth Shue, Robin Wright, Joe Beth Williams, and Kathleen Turner. I could have picked a lot of people to play that part. Oh my God. Okay. You know, I was going to guess Gourney Weaver right after that. Uh, you know what? I don't believe you. <laughs> I bet money on it. These were the people considered for dibs. Oh. The last one. Don't Chevy you Chase. guess a single one. I'm guessing Chevy Chase. No. Yes. <laughs> oh my god people to play dibs terry gilliam bob hoskins hugh laurie rowan atkinson rick mail i think that's how you say it john cleese michael john pa- cleese cleese michael palin bill murray steve martin alan rickman brian cranston jason alexander michael richards daniel stern chevy chase Gene Wilder, Stephen Fry, Leslie Nielsen, Gregory Peck, Christopher Lloyd, Patrick Stewart, George Carlin, and Phil Collins. <laughs> I would have picked any one of those other people. <laughs> you just want to recast the whole movie? Yes. Jesus, John. I, read the first three names. No. <laughs> off that bottom three, just the first three names. Oh, my God. People for dibs. Are you kidding me? Yes. Terry Gilliam, Bob Hoskins, Hugh Laurie. Rowan Atkinson, I think, was the one I wanted. Mr. Okay, Bean. that's number four. Rowan Atkinson. Mr. Bean would have been awesome for that. Oh, my God. I spent way too much time doing that. I can't believe you, John. I can't help it. Let's rate this that's, movie That's off. a fun thing to do. You guys need to do that, too. If there's a 90s movie, recast it. Yeah, because they all suck. Let's rate it. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> First thing we're going to rate it on is the rewatch. <laughs> Rewatchability. I'm trying to, like, center myself now. You've got me all flustered. I have that effect. Rewatch on this movie. I want to give it a four. A four? I'm giving it a high. It's it's a feel good movie for me because I watched it as a kid. Could you watch it a lot though? I think so. I just watched it like twice in 48 hours. <laughs> oh shit! I guess you did. Yeah, I did. And I didn't complain. <laughs> I'll give it. I'll give it a three and a half. Okay. I think that's fair. All right. Okay. So the next thing we're going to rate it on is its legacy. Um, This one's actually kind of weird. I don't think people remember this movie, like unless you grew up in the 90s. Casper's not been like in relevancy for a long time. Casper and like Wendy the Good Witch or whatever the heck her Mm -hmm. name was. Oh, I guess there was a cartoon that came out not too long ago, wasn't there? Yeah. Casper and Wendy. Yeah, which there's also they pay homage to Wendy that they have Cat wearing a red jacket. That's in there, too. There was so much trivia. Oh, my God. I told you I could cover it. I could do 30-minute segment covering (laughs) trivia on the same. Maybe Um, this will be an episode we revisit. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I think for the legacy, I'm just going to give it a three because I... I don't really feel one way or the other about it. I know people know about Casper, 
I don't know how many people are like Legacy. hyped for Casper. Yeah. Like, and it, I don't remember it having a ton of advertising and stuff. It could have, but I just don't remember it. Like, I don't, I remember the Pizza Hut toys. Mm-hmm. But that's all I remember. You got food in the episode. Shut up. <laughs> it, that, that doesn't count technically, though. <clears throat> okay. Because you're definitely not craving Pizza Hut now. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I was just men- <laughs> I was mentioning the Pizza Hut puppets. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go with three. Because it just, I don't feel one way or the other about it. But I know. I think uh, as far as like this movie, I think you could show it at any con and people would be happy with it. Mm-hmm. I, and we didn't see it go back to like a bunch of the drive-ins. So I guess a, a three is fair. I'll give well, it a and you have Devin Sawa who says people still ask him daily about the Casper mm-hmm. thing. So there's obviously some sort of following out there. Yeah, and it's a good kids movie. Like you can show this as a kids movie during fall time, and I think it's safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of weird getting older. Yeah, <laughs> because I probably would have been like, ah, fuck this movie. <laughs> like <laughs> if I was like 22 or something. Oh my lord! But like look, looking at it, and as a as a very mature uh, man, closer <laughs> to 40 than 30. Jesus, I can definitely say this movie is very very good for kids. The last thing we're going to rate it on is look and feel. I don't know why I sang it. I don't either. I'll give it a four, though. Oh, yeah. It's I super hate, 90s. I hated the uh, closing of this movie. Yeah. I mean, I'm still pressed to give it a five just because it. Visually, it had great visuals. The yeah. music, I think, lacked. It still and, stands up. I feel like it looks good today. Yes, it's dated. Some, I think know. the music hurt this movie. Mm, okay, I'll go for a four, I guess. I think a four is very fair. Overall, I think this movie is a strong three and a half. Maybe, I think you could even put it in the four category. Well, I was still talking about the look and feel of the house. Oh, the oh I'm house sorry. It's so nice. The house is very pretty. Mm-hmm. The town was very pretty. The lighthouse scene was great. Mm-hmm. I really just think the music is the only bad thing about it. Yeah. Should have got John Williams. Oh, I wish I could remember. There was someone who they tried to get on board for this movie, uh, I think, to direct it, and he said no, and then later admitted that that was a mistake, that he should have done it. And I can't A director? Remember. Yeah, I can't remember who it was. Someone, like, known? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember who it was. Don't ask. I don't I'm know. I'm not. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, but then they also want to do a live action I guess, which seems weird because this is like live action. I don't know what they meant by that, but they were like getting the documents, the everything together for it as this was finishing up. But Christina Ricci wouldn't sign on because she was tired of doing kids movies. Yeah. And even Bill though Pullman she really was, did another kids movie right after this. Well, yeah, it was a coming of age, I guess. And then, um, Bill Pullman was already on another project. So mm-hmm. they both turned it down and then they end up making a cartoon instead I do remember the 90s cartoon. Yep. Oh, anyway, yeah. Overall, I'm going to give this movie a four. I love this movie for nostalgia reasons. Um, yeah, I think it I think it steps into that boundary, three and a half, four. It's a feel-good movie for I'm me. I'm giving it more of a four for you. Thank you. Yeah, so remember that next time I do a movie. Make this, you know, just, just come out and say it. Megan picked this movie. Megan wanted to talk about this Megan movie. didn't pick this movie, though. I didn't. But you sure make it seem like you didn't want to talk about this movie. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. Uh, okay. I had a lot of fun watching it with Jordan. We were having a really good time with it. Mm-hmm. 
She was really hyped for uh, <laughs> the scene with the chair. Go into the last. She thought that was funny, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess that's going to wrap up this week's episode. So next week, I don't know, maybe we'll stick on this little spooky train we got going here. I mean, it just started. Yeah, this little spooky train, right? Are we going to make a spooky train? That's the, that's everybody, the real question. Everybody around the world, join hands. Look, Start a love train. Four weeks is not enough time. There's, it's not. There's too many horror movies and spooky movies and fall movies that we want to cover. So uh, Honestly, I, I'm hard-pressed <laughs> to think of the next movie coming up. We'll, we'll think of but something we good for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to peace out now. There. Okay. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye. Next week on the Retro Club. It'd be really weird being somebody growing up that's just mediocre at a lot of things and all of a sudden you have superpowers. Because that's really kind of what it is. I'm just waiting. You know, I've got the mediocre down. I'm waiting for the superpower stuff. <laughs> oh, what about the really hairy face? Oh, <laughs> you know I'm sensitive about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. First freaking big part of that that really like mattered to me is when he dunks. Because <laughs> yeah. he goes from being barely able to shoot a jump shot to all of a sudden he could like just jam on people. I don't even think it's a superpower thing. I think it just gave him the confidence. I don't think it had anything to do... Like, I mean, yeah, he's a wolf, I guess. <laughs> but he's not just a wolf. He's still Scott on the inside. He's a D-bag, though. How's he a D-bag? When he's the wolf, he's bad. I don't know. Bad wolf. I Meg! What? <laughs> oh, a big bad wolf. Oh, I was, look, immediately, if anyone watches Doctor Who, that was my first thought when I said Bad Wolf. Oh, gosh. And you know nothing of it, so you no. can't speak on it. I I can say whatever I want. What are you talking about? About Doctor Who? About, yes, anything. I prefer you not. Because <laughs> I know you don't have anything nice to say. It's okay. Anyway. <laughs> Mixing and music by Kelsey Ingram. Cover art is by Megan Harris. Research is by John and Megan Harris. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Slasher at RetroClubPod. Or visit our website at RetroClubPod.com for episode information and more. You can listen to the Retro Club on Podbean, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcast, and more. Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe, or we'll find you.